Welcome to Bulls Gold on Nothing But Net Radio, part of Dash Radio. I'm Salim Sidarwala, and always I'm joined by Edward Shula Jr. Hey, Ed, how's it going, man? Hey, I'm doing well. Uh, we're coming off another uh, blown lead against the Denver Nuggets, so it should be a lot of fun to talk about. But uh, yeah, outside of that, things are going great. How about you? Hey, man, uh, the blown leads are kind of like making me numb at this point. I, I yeah. <laughs> You know, it's weird. I, I thought against Denver that they might actually pull it off after they came back uh, to take the lead because they've never done that after they've blown like the big lead and then they go down. So I thought, oh, man, maybe they'll come back and win this. But, yeah, that just, you know, Jamal Murray decided to wake up for some reason against us because he's been inconsistent. And then, yeah, yeah. that yeah. Uh, that's how uh, it ended. The, the Bulls lost another, like, gut punch game. But – yeah, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about these with blown leads. Uh, obviously, the trade deadline's coming up here. And uh, Thursday is the is the last day where teams can kind of make some moves. Mm. We'll talk about that, what maybe the Bulls might be able to do, look into doing. Uh, so, yeah, let, let's get into it. We'll bring in our guests now, uh, two of our favorite pods, pod, uh, Bulls podcasters. I should say I was I was stumbling my words here I, like I normally do, but uh, yeah, uh, bring in a Big Dave and C Dub guys. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you? Um, great, Celine, man. It's, like I said, it's weird to see you without a hat and beard. Look like an <laughs> Indian Kenny Rogers, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you look smooth, man. I'm digging it. You look smooth, bro. I like it. Yeah, I'm trying, man. I'm trying to be uh, uh, doing some uh, new look here. I guess I'm digging it. I'm digging it. Oh, what's up, man? Hey, man. Thanks for yeah, joining yeah, us. How, uh, so how are you guys uh, doing right now with all these losses that are <laughs> coming in with these blowing leads, guys not being able to close in the fourth quarter, just falling apart? So, uh, the fourth quarter is always teams are, the team is just unraveling all the time. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because uh, first we got to a slow start, right? And then we want to – had to climb uphill, and now we get out to a good start. It's 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 like physics, right? It's, you know, it, it, you're gonna lose anyway, but you want to lose winning early or losing late. You know what I'm saying? But for me, the losing, I'm 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 still happy with the team. They still look they look better. They're playing better than last year. I'm still just looking at three players, which is Levine, you know, Kobe, and Laurie. You know, look, win or lose, I want to know like what the new guys have. You know, what did they learn how to get better this year than last year? And, like, you know, am I changing my mind? Do they, can they convince me to change my mind as far as, like, how I think they will be useful for the Bulls in the future? And Zach, of course, made a big step up, you know, from last year. Laurie and, and Kobe, you know, whatever. But those leads, though, I'm looking at Zach because it's Zach, and I love Zach, but if he wants to be on that level of a Lillard, even Bill, you, you got to win one of those games. You got to have a game where you, like, uh, we're not losing this game. I want to win this game. I didn't get that from him, you know, these losses. I got a little tentativeness, you know, losing the ball. I didn't see that will in him to, to inspire his team to win late. So that's what I'm looking at. I understand we, lose, we win, lose. We're not going to win the championship. We may go to the playoffs. It's fine. But I want to see can Zach jump levels in his play, his leadership ability, and can disappoint him a little bit. I'm hoping. Reach that high level, like a letter or like a, a like a you know a questionable MVP candidate. But I really want to see him sort of will his team to victories. It's like I'm the best player for 
but we're not losing this game, not tonight. And I didn't get that from him. It feels like it feels like it's Murphy's Law right now with this Bulls team. Like anything that can go wrong will go wrong, and it's it, it's just like with the Spurs game when the Spurs kept hanging in there, like it felt like they were just down 14, like each possession. So they just kept hanging around, hanging around. And then they made that just that jump. And then it was a wrap. Like the Bulls didn't have anything. And then Denver kind of the same thing where it's just like, they just keep hanging around and the Bulls can't put them away. And when you can't, when you can't step on someone's neck, they just going to get back up. So the Bulls are kind of playing like they're, they're really soft right now. Like, and they don't have the experience to win games. Like they don't know how to win games the big ones at least and they don't know how to beat really good teams consistently so i mean i'm not surprised like i mean i think this is what we all knew i mean otherwise they mm-hmm. we wouldn't have been in the situation we have been the last like uh, three seasons but they haven't really made any progress in it no that's true and i mean i'm happy because it's not last year yeah and i see the progress and i see the competency and i see you know, guys, I see the IQ sometimes, not as often as I would like. But, you know, yeah, it's still stuff you're upset about. Um, like you, like like Dove just touched on with uh, Zach, like when those fourth quarters, you just see the panic kind of set in for him. Like you, you can kind of start calling it about what's going to happen as soon as those leads start to dwindle. I'm like, okay, Zach's going to turn the ball over right here. Like I, I know it's coming. All right, Zach's going to pull up for a three from half court. When they're down by one. I know it's coming. I know it's going to happen. The last game, the Denver game, was the first game I saw him kind of start thinking better on the floor. And I meant that in the overtime because there were a bunch of times when he had the ball where I just knew he was going to just take a three. And instead, he went to the paint and took all mid-range shots. And he went to the paint and he got to the foul line. And – that honestly was great to see for me. Like I was very excited by that uh, because I'm, I wasn't used to seeing, I was just used to seeing him chuck it up or turn it over like he did in the fourth quarter when mm. he got his, you know, when he got his cookies taken from him. Um, so I, that, that I'm happy to see. Uh, the losing isn't fun when you're losing like that. Of course it's, it sucks and it's become commonplace, which I don't like and which Billy Donovan doesn't like. And I was happy to hear him speak out about it you know, and kind of call out the team, like, dude, what you think somebody's going to get this to you? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he was like, I saw y'all with your head slumped down and your shoulders low. Like, well, y'all think y'all think this is easy or something? Like, that's not going to walk out here and say, go win? Like, I love that. Like, he's being for real with these cats. Like, he's being straight up with them. And also this year, it's an evaluation year, so you're kind of seeing who can do what. And my man Lowry, oh, man. I mean, he can score. And they're shooting, what, 50% from the field, 40 from three. Like, he's looking nice. And then <laughs> you just don't know he's on the basketball court, you know, and sometimes. <laughs> it, and then you just forget he plays. And then he was out that whole fourth quarter and overtime in Denver, you know, which is crazy. Um, but I understood it. You know what I mean? Like, it shouldn't yeah. make sense to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That he's out. I should be like, why is he out? He should not be out the game. And I saw him like, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I shouldn't be that way. You know what I mean? Uh, Wendell Carter Jr., like, come on. Like, the, the, <laughs> the best version of this dude is coming off the bench. Like, that's the best version. I got filleted last year when I suggested and was telling people he needs to come off the bench. You should have heard people. They were upset. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> they were mad. And I'm like, but, dude, like, look at him. Like, you can tell, forget this physical gifts and all that. 
the mental ain't there. It just seems like mentally he's better when it's not on him, like when that pressure ain't on him. And honestly, guys, be for real. These games that he's played off the bench are the best games you've seen him have since he's been here. I promise you. All the, all the other games, when I would see him drop like 20 and 12, it looked hard. It looked like difficult. You know what I'm saying? It didn't look smooth. This looks smooth. This looks easy. He knows where to be on the floor. You know, he's shooting with either hand. He's, man, he posed dunking on Jokic, man, like with the left. Like, come on, where you seeing that? Like, he's not doing that kind of stuff. But with all that said and done, it's still nine and nine. It's still eight and eight. It's still 10 and nine. It's still that, still those same numbers, which means he's, for me, he's more comfortable coming off the bench. But all that being said, and I'm sure we'll get into a couple more players and stuff, but all that being said, I'm happy that they're still in contention. I believe that a Tim seed or something like that right now. So I'm happy they're still in contention and things like that. But yes, there there is definitely a lot of work to be done. Look, let me ask you this though. All right, if you had to buy stock in Lowry or Wendell right now, who are you taking? Lowry, I'm taking <laughs> Lowry. Lowry. Yeah, you taking Lowry? Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, you, man. Yeah, like I cursed that. Yeah, I'm taking Lowry, bro. I'm taking Lowry. Listen, Lowry. <laughs> Go ahead. That's what I'm saying. Um, here's the thing with Lowry, and you see the issues the last couple of games where, against San Antonio, for example, he has like six four, six five dudes guarding him, mostly because they can just take him out of his game. He can't create for himself, right, offensively, and that's the only thing he brings, like scoring, right, shooting yeah. and scoring. That's the yeah. only thing he brings. Yeah. He doesn't get on the boards. He's not a passer. Uh, obviously defense is not there either. So that's the thing. If he can't provide offense, he's not going to do anything for you. And teams know this. So they know how to defend him off the ball. They know where to look for him and they can just throw a little guy on him because the seven foot people say, Oh, he's seven feet. That's irrelevant because he never uses his size. Mm. So who cares? Mm. Who cares Mm. when you say you are seven feet tall, you might, you might as well be like six, five, man. Because mm. that's what that's how you play. Mm. Uh, you're mostly on the perimeter. I mean, you make some cuts now and then, but it's not like you really affect the game outside of that. So that's his problem. And and then you f- put in the fact that his fit with Levine, because both of them aren't really good defenders, uh, that comes into play too, because it makes it so much harder for the other three guys to be able to defend out there. When you have two that when you have two weak defenders like that, and then you add in Kobe. Mm. <laughs> it's just like you wonder why those those teams uh those lineups are just like super negative on the plus minus side on the you know the on off uh numbers are so bad because you got three really bad defenders and then when Kobe and and Laurie aren't giving you anything offensively like Zach is elite like he's constantly on right he's this guy's a flamethrower he'll he'll be like shooting five of like eight from three and all this other stuff like that. Like he'll, he'll be constantly on, but these other two guys, they're so inconsistent offensively. They don't give you anything defensively. And like I said, with Larry, you kind of have it figured out. Like, you know, this guy's probably best too as a bench scorer, someone that can come in give you some offense. Um, I know people kind of get mad at this comparison, but, but like a, a guy like in the, with the wizards, Davis Burton's, he's that similar to that player. I mean, Larry might be a little more versatile offensively because he can do like the cuts to the bas- basket and stuff like that. But they're essentially the same type of player. You're not someone that you're going to rely on to close games for you because 
they're just not they're not have that capability because they are going to give up on uh, a lot of uh, advantages on defense and they're just floor spacers really that's all they are. Mm. Yeah, you make a good point, and that's why he got benched. Talking about why Lowry got benched, right? Against Denver because if like you said, if you're not scoring. You, you, you know, you could be in the fourth quarter, we all know this, right, and, and not score and be effective on the floor, right? We've seen it. There are plenty of players that do that. Donovan's like, if you're not, like, to your point, if you're not scoring, you don't do anything else. You don't, like, contribute on defense. You don't pass the ball. You don't run the offense smoothly, whatever. You just, you're, you're, you're that, you're useless. I must have someone else on the floor, right? And so that's what happened to him. So that's, that's a good point. Um, but I was, you know, scoring is hard in the day, and uh, he could do it. And I, and I still think, you know, I, I, I may not be the dumb GM that's going to give him a max contract or something like that, but you still have to, I think, a higher ceiling um, than Wendell Carter. Um, but, yeah, your points are all facts. Yeah. yeah let, definitely all facts. Go ahead, Ed, let, let me Let me say this. All right. So, since Lowry came back, he's had five games where he's played at least 30 minutes per game. And what has it been? Six, six games. Okay. Mm-hmm. His rebounding totals in these games, four, oh. six, seven, mm-hmm. five, Seven, two. So he's now below, per 36, he's now below seven rebounds per game. He's seven feet tall. Like, so we're going to keep using like the size thing. All right. So let's think about it like this. And I'm going to use, I'm going to use rap for a comparison. You remember when like, there used to be like a really hot flow that was like popular at the time and like everybody would be using it. And then that flow would kind of like gradually kind of fall out the game. And then all of a sudden you would hear somebody trying to like bring that flow back. I feel like Lowry is kind of that. Like Lowry, let's say maybe 10 years ago when stretch seven footers were like kind of really popular. I feel like he would have been like a good thing to have. Like you could look past the rebounding a little bit. You could look past the defense a little bit. But what he is now, which is basically just a stretch seven footer who doesn't bring value outside of shooting, mm-hmm. it's not that valuable. Like, like you were saying, he's shooting over fifty percent from the field still, right? I think he's still shooting forty percent from three, mm-hmm. and averaging what like nineteen a game or eighteen a game, something like that. I mean, it's not bad, but everything else, he's just either mediocre to bad at. So when when I look at that, I'm just like, well, if you put him on the Bulls maybe 12 years ago when we needed like a really good power <laughs> forward who could shoot the ball and stretch the floor, yo, that would have been great. But now I just want Patrick Williams there at the four mm-hmm. where that versatility with that athleticism, you'll lose something in shooting, but I think you get a better player overall. So okay. for me, I'm still buying, I buy Wendell over Lowry right now just because even though I agree with you that Wendell seems more – he seems like he's playing with more urgency off the bench right now. So he got a kick in the ass that he needed. Yeah. And I wish Lowry would play with that same type of urgency. <laughs> and Lowry still has his starting spot. So for me, that's like <laughs> if Lowry's still having these games while he still has his starting spot and he saw Wendell get benched, like he saw his mans go to the bench and he's like, well, you know <laughs> – that's him. He went to the bench. I don't gotta. I don't gotta change much. Nothing. <laughs> you need to change but, everything. <laughs> no, you're right. And but here's the thing: like what you're saying, you're right. Because even but the difference for me is in those rebounding totals. Like, how many points did he have? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the scoring is what kind of 
keeps him in the starting lineup. Mm. Wendell Carter Jr., what you're doing can't keep you in the starting lineup because you can't score like that. Yeah. Like you can do all those things and that's nice, but you still at the end of the day are six nine and get lost a lot on the defensive end. Now, you like you said, the kick in the behind he got has been great. You have not seen him fumble the ball one time since he's come off the bench. Not mm-hmm. one. Not one time. He didn't know we thought he needed LASIK surgery. Like for real. We were yeah. like, man, we think it's something wrong with his eyes, like that he can't catch the basketball. Like, no, he just needed to, to be on the bench. Like, that's where he's comfortable. But Lowry, you know, Dub tells me all the time, the hardest thing to do in the NBA is score. So when you got a guy that can do that, he becomes valuable immediately. So his value is going to be there. I don't think Wendell has a high, as high of value around the league as a Lowry marketing would because he's not a scorer like that. So if he had that, I think he would be, but he doesn't. He's a guy that you've seen him like, okay, we're putting you on the bench and you can be better and still put up those same numbers. Hmm. Lowry, you can still look and say, you know what? If I put him with a point guard, maybe it'd be a little bit better. You know, I could still kind of say that. You know, I could still say, man, he could do this and maybe he could do that. But Wendell, I'm I'm still like, I don't, I don't think he can do it. Like, I could put him around certain stuff. I think you're going to see the same kind of thing. And yeah, I, I hold that value. And you brought up my man in, in Washington. And yeah, that dude, what, what happened in that offseason? He got paid. <laughs> like, he got <laughs> broke off. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And because that's at a premium. Scoring is definitely at a premium. It's the hardest thing to do. And I think of uh, one of the greatest thieves of all time in Auto Porter Jr. when I think of stuff like that. <laughs> and <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he could, he could score. He had this potential, you know, and deal with this and do that. And with these things, and they gave him twenty plus million dollars because of because of it. Uh, Baysmore, another one, they gave that money kind of too because of his scoring ability. John Collins is going to get that kind of thing, even though I lo- really like uh, Collins. But yeah, we, it's the fact that Lowry can score is what's going to keep him at a higher value for me over a Wendell Carter Jr. Because at the end of the day, I'm like, I can see you going seven for seven from the three point line. Like I can see that happen. Wendell, when Wendell scores twenty five, I'm shocked. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm shocked and I'm dumbfounded that he got those 25 points. Whereas with Lowry, I think it, I'm more expected. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can, you can always find hustle guys. Um, that's 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 some that's effort, right? And that's what he's giving you. And also the mental aspect of him. You know, this team. I think all of the players on this team mentally are kind of um, <laughs> a little weak. Yeah. In that, in that department, as far as you know, competing. But uh, you see, without I think. Um, was was uh was talking to um uh what's called we uh, we just interviewed uh, a couple days ago Joe Cowley Joe Cowley and he mentioned that uh Wendell Carter offered in his interview to the Bulls that he sometimes has trouble with his confidence like so some that point like you're you're NBA basketball player and you're trying to get drafted and you offer that to your employee that's trying to draft you why would you say that that sometimes you struggle with confidence in your like. That's weird. Like, why would you just put that out there like that? It's like almost a, almost like a built-in excuse for you not to play well. You know, oh, I told you sometimes I don't, I don't, I, I would never say that. I lie about it. Get paid. Like, what are you doing? So, and I think Willow Carter is more mental with him as well. And uh, that's why, you know, it's, I'm a little more, I'm, I'm, I lean more, more towards a large the scoring ability. And I think he's more, a little more mentally tough than Willow Carter at this point. Is there a way to, to take, like Denzel Valentine's unconditional confidence and like wrap it in a blunt and give it to Lowry and Wendell and, and just everyone else on the team. 
<laughs> I think Lowry's confident, but he's Lowry's confident in the wrong way. But yeah, Wendell, yeah, he needs. Um, yeah, could you imagine how good this team would be if everyone had been so Valentine's? Dude, like the, the man put out an album on his, on Valentine's Day, <laughs> like you know, what I'm yes. saying this is his last name, and the album ain't all that at all. Yo. The, man, the man had the bar on the album where he said, "God, what did he say?" Uh, he said some, some, some because. Because it's sloppy like Joe. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> sloppy like Joe, like a sloppy Joe. I was like, my God. Yo, my man. Paper Cuts was the name of the song, by the way. But go ahead. Please. My man's Denzel Valentine had a one on three fast break. Yes. And took yes. a contested three point shot, made it. The Bulls are up 21 against a team that is missing. All of their players, <laughs> and that man looked in the camera and did a shimmy, like shmoney dance combo. That is what I want from Wendell Carter. Like, I want Wendell to block a shot and to look into the camera and like do the shoot dance, do a sh- like a shmoney dance. I want him to do all of that. Like, I just want the players on this team to have some sort of confidence. Like, that is so weird, though, that, like, yeah. if Wendell, like, went to interview with the Bulls and just looked John Paxson in his face, like, look, I'm not going to lie. I ain't that confident. Like, that is yeah. – that's interesting. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this in defense of Wendell here. So, when, when Dave, you said that, you know, this is the most we've seen from Wendell in a stretch, I disagree. I think the rookie season, right before he got hurt, mm-hmm. he had – like a two week span, like eight or 10 games where mm-hmm. this dude looked like, yeah, man, he got it, man. He's out there playing confident mm-hmm. out there defending. He, he, he looks like he can be that anchor of a defense. Uh, offensively. He wasn't like, you know, shying away from people. Uh, that was that moment where I always bring up this up. I always bring this up because this shows that aggressiveness that, that like, the dog inside him when Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook came in on him to try to dunk the ball. Wendell went up, met him at the rim and blocked yeah. him. And then looked at Russ like, you thought you could dunk on me? I remember. Like, really? Yeah. So, like that, that guy's there. And I think what happened was, I think Boylan did a really, a, a number on him. He did. And people are different. Like Larry, mentally, he was able to get over Boylan. Mm-hmm. I think. Wendell has not been, and I think it's that's been a struggle for him. And I don't think it's about starting or coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. It's just that that confidence level. Just he needs to remember. I know you guys had Mark K on mm-hmm. uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he said that you know he says that Wendell needs to know that he belongs. Yes, right? yes. that's what it is. He has to know that he belongs, and that he can be that guy because he's done it. Mm-hmm. we've seen it we've seen mm-hmm. him do it and it, I, it, I do not i do not believe it was a fluke it, like that guy is there and he can do it and i think he can keep developing that's why i feel like wendell as far as a two-way player is concerned i'm not looking for a star when i'm getting like at, at center i'm not looking necessarily for a star i mean it's mm-hmm. rare that you find those guys anyways nowadays like mm-hmm. joe Kitch and Embiid are sure, certainly there sure sure but those are those kind of players at at at, at bigs. It's, it's rare, so I just want a guy that can play two ways. You're never gonna be able to get someone that's gonna that's gonna stop like the Jokic right. and the Embiid's anyways because those Correct. guys are just gonna get theirs no matter what. Mm-hmm. But I think Wendell can be that two way guy 
develop his jumper a little bit more. You see his form, like, in the corner threes. I wish they would allow him to shoot more corner threes because I, I feel like his mechanics are, are, are nice. They're there. And I think that would also get him involved on offense a little bit more if you get let him get, like, one or two a game. Um, and then I think defensively, a lot of the stuff that happens on the court is not necessarily on him. It's, again, we're talking about guys like Pat as a rookie. He makes his rookie mistakes. Kobe – uh, Larry gets so lost on cross matches mm-hmm. that, you know, they lose their guy. They go to defend someone they shouldn't be defending. And then uh, Wendell gets dunked on. Everyone's like, oh, that's Wendell's fault. It's like, no, man, like you can't, <laughs> you, he, he can't defend everyone on the court. Like he can't defend his guy and then come over really quick, to defend your guy and things like that. So I think, like I said, I think if you, if you end up having, Simply like you know, we talk about Lonzo Ball. I'm, I'm going a long time here ranting here, but let's say you add a guy like Lonzo Ball, who's a really good defender at the point of attack, that would make such a big difference because then then Wendell won't have to cover two guys at once. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm just saying, I think as a two way player, and that's why I think I, I'm more confident in Wendell to be a a, a solid two way player than I'm in Larry being anything more than a Ben scorer. Mm. Do, do you think? Yeah. I, I, uh, hold on. Let me, let me ask one question. Do you think Lonzo oh, Ball yeah. would affect Wendell or Lowry more on the defensive end? I, I think he would affect them both because I think he would be able to get both of them buckets, like setting them up. But I don't think he's gonna make like Lowry is the def- Lowry is just he doesn't have the IQ on the defensive end either. It's not just about his skill set, like. Granted, Larry, his, his short arms make a difference in how he can um, contest shots and things like that at the rim because you kind of see that uh, at times. But I think – I do think he would make it a little easier on Wendell overall hmm. because he would make it easier on both ends for him as opposed to just one end. Hmm. Yeah. Alonzo Al- really does solve a lot of problems in the sense that you know, like everything Celine's been mentioning, just like defensively and playmaking wise, and you still get good shooting. And I also think like he allows you to like slide guys up more in terms of lineups. Like I feel like Lonzo could play one, two, maybe even three, depending on the scenario. So like just that, just having that added versatility is really nice. And to me, I think that's also one of the th- uh, things that we've kind of been seeing lately. Like, I'm not going to place all the blame on Lowry for this, but at least in terms of just, like, watching the team and just getting a feel for what they're doing, like, it feels like the Bulls play better when Patrick Williams is at the four. Like, mm-hmm. it, it just feels like it's just a a lineup that works for this team or when they have Williams at the four, uh, like, even Thad at the five. Uh, you could have Temple, Otto, whoever at the three. Like I, I feel like that lineup just gives them everything they need to do. But whenever they put, whenever like Lowry comes in, or even like lately, whenever Wendell is in, it just feels like it, it just feels like you're losing like different things and you're not getting what mm-hmm. you want. But I, I overall though, I, I do still feel like Wendell can be maybe kind of like Al Horford light in a sense. I mean, I don't know how valuable that is to everyone. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, like Lonzo would solve a lot. <laughs> yeah. When the was frustrating, because you see it there, 
but it's it's like some players, man, just they don't mentally, they just can't. You know, it's kind of hurdle. You know, whether it was the past coach fault or whatever or whatnot. Um, his his silly can't be high, but I, I just at this point in his career, man, you should should kind of know who you are, man. Like I don't know. He sometimes he makes plays. It looks like like he made a play. He dumped somebody and laughed. Like that's that's rookie stuff. Why are you acting like that's a big? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he's acting like what he does is he's surprised about when he does something well, and it's almost like he he's still acting like he's a rookie or something out there. Do you think that's interesting it, though? From like he's a like it's not like Wendell is just some guy that was like in high school was like a two star guy and like right. ended up at Duke as like a surprise. Like he was a five star McDonald's All American. Went to Duke, played next to Marvin Bagley, got drafted number seven overall. Like he he's a a talent. So it's just yeah. like it, it's interesting that he struggles with lack of confidence given that he's like been relatively oh, good that. that's a great point david and i was watching the uh before he got drafted watching him play and there was a couple of plays in the tournament he did where he spaced out but like, he didn't want to compete mm-hmm. i remember they remember uh he there was a he got called for a foul and he kind of he lifted up the ref and then run back complaining i was like this guy this is kind of it's kind of faking it a little bit like i didn't see it was something there that was weird mm-hmm. anyhow you know, it's like it's like he wanted a built-in excuse for something that was that was something but wrong. And I saw that at college. Little, I don't watch a lot of college, but when I I do watch the tournament, and I, when I saw a couple of plays because uh, him and Bagley whatnot, and I saw a couple of plays where he just seemed to like wanted a built-in excuse to that you know not to see that something. Mm-hmm. And it, it was kind of weird. So it was kind of did before, but you're right, man. I watched this of course high school. You're gonna look great because you're not know, yeah. to college or whatnot, but. Shooting is it, there. I think it's just in his head, man. And maybe you're right. The, the, he needs he needs him and Larry Park particularly needs a special coach to sort of boost their confidence and from from the start and, and identify what they do well. Because clearly having him float to the three point line and and telling him not to shoot jump shots in his career <laughs> uh, is bad. But to his yeah. point, we don't call her Brad that he can shoot, and then he doesn't do it. You know, so like, oh, I could shoot. I was hitting in college. I wasn't allowed to shoot. Or, you know, whatever. Okay, then he didn't kind of show it. Like, where's that there? So, I think a lot of players it's, it's mental, mm-hmm. and maybe it takes a special player, teammate, or a special coach a year and all season where it it clicks for him. He becomes that 15, 17 point guy. We we know he seems like has the skill set to be. I'm telling you, it's Denzel Valentine, man. Hang out with him. <laughs> it, that, he is the secret. Like, yeah, we yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You're right. He definitely need, and even when he, you know, he's gone, you hear him say those kind of things. You know, he'll get on Instagram and and put up those posts of those inspirational quotes and mm-hmm. how you're going to see the best version of me. And you know, he always says those things, and I keep seeing the same version, you know, of you. And yeah, and and to what you said, Celine, like the reason I think this version of what I'm seeing is the best one is it's it's. It's more on the offensive end. I'm seeing him do certain things that I've never seen him do and that I always thought he could do because he had the skill set to do it. Like, it was one play in particular. Like, I forget, who, who the Squires uh, – Bar- who does Barnes play for again? Was it, Is it Toronto? The, oh, the White Boy Center. Center. The White Boy Center. Baines? Baines, yes. Yeah, Baines yeah, Toronto. It was one play in particular. And, I mean, I, I was screaming at my TV because I was so excited that he got the ball – uh, in the post, like free throw line extended, the jumper wasn't open. He started to dribble, and he looked around. Nobody was there. He went. He brought it out. He reset, yeah. and he went into the post 
against Barnes, backed him down, went up with the left hand and put it in. I freaked out. I snapped. I was so excited because I said, yes, that's basketball right there. That's IQ right there that I've never seen him do that. (laughs) I've never seen him do it one time. And when I saw him do it, I freaked out because I was like, how does that click for you now? That's why I couldn't understand. Like, why is this clicking now? And I'm like, well, it feels like when it's not on you, when that pressure ain't on you, when nobody's expecting it from you, he plays better. There are people like that. And, and, you know, the old analogy, they can say, like, you know, when the spotlight is on you, you know what I mean? When the hot lights hit you, it's a little bit different. It feels like he's a little more comfortable when them lights ain't on him, man. It just feels that way. Watching him play the way he played, I I haven't been this excited about him since his rookie season. Yeah, he's he definitely, like I said, he, he does need to take that pressure off himself. Like, he, overthinking everything, every, every play, like – internally analyzing it to the point where you're just like, Oh man, I messed up. Like, I can't believe I messed that up. Right. You know, like I, I I can't believe I messed and I got to make it up now here. And I I kind of keep thinking about how I uh, let that, you know, whatever guy score there. And then uh, I I can't believe I missed this shot right here, Mm -hmm. you know? So he just needs to, he just needs to forget that. And like I said, I think that can still happen. I still think he can be a solid starter. Mm-hmm. A guy that can be, you know, just a presence there and and give you, like I said, ten and ten. I I don't need like you know, like I said, I don't need an all star from him. I don't need him to be an all star. Um, I I can't. That's what I'm going to be looking for eventually from Pat, right? When he can I, develop, he's going to be the all star eventually. Obviously, Zach is our star. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we can fill out the rest around those guys, right? Mm-hmm. We'll try to get another wing. Maybe I don't know who that'll be. Uh, whoever the four will be. I mean, sorry, not four, but whoever the point guard will be. Yeah. We don't know right now. It might be Kobe, might not. I think Kobe. Lonzo. Not <laughs> Lonzo will be, that'd be great. I mean, so yeah, I, I'm thinking he could still do it where he can eventually get there. I, I, this off season and next season are going to be pivotal for him, obviously. Oh, are they still, are they still going to buy? Like, do you think they're still going to be uh, buy at the trade deadline? Or do you think, like, maybe these, like, recent losses are making them kind of, like, think twice about it? Like, eh, you know, I don't know if I want to buy Alonzo right now. Or maybe we're not ready. Like, I mean, mm. what do y'all think they're going to do with the trade deadline? Uh, are, do you mean, like, uh, because the losses are so bad, we have – we're not as close as we think, so we wouldn't make that move? Is that what you kind of mean? Yeah, like I mean, the, I mean, I, I guess Lonzo isn't really like a. It, it's not really a win now move, even though it does make you better. Okay. But I mean, do you think that any of these losses have an impact on what their deadline strategy is going to be? Maybe. Yeah, I, I would think so. Um, you know, the way you're losing, mm. you know, you know, I, I think you know it's funny because you guys, you know, you know how Bulls fans are. It's like this, you know, it's up and it's down. Like yeah. when they're winning those two games, it's like, oh, dude, we're gonna be the fifth seed. We we get everybody. We might even win the first round. And then when you lose like this, it's like we're the worst team in the history of <laughs> basketball. So like there, there's no middle ground for for Bulls fans. So you're absolutely right. But I think watching the way they've lost, and especially the Denver game, because you know how much AK wants to beat Denver. You know that he wants to be his former team. The man showed up to Denver. Like he flew on the plane to just go watch them play that game. He wants that victory. And he told them when he played on the first time that how much he wanted that victory because he wants to win. So when you lose in that kind of fashion to a team that the person who is in charge of everything 
<laughs> and you disappoint him. Yeah, like guys get looked at a little bit differently and get reevaluated very quickly. So, yeah, I think they're going to be the only untradables. Well, I shouldn't even say untradable. The only guy I don't think they're trading is, is Zach and Patrick Williams. Like those are the only two in my head. I'm like, they're not letting these guys go, but everybody else is kind of on the table and I'm okay with whatever move they want to make as far as that's concerned. But yeah, I think those kind of losses, and yeah, I think the way they lost and who they lost to uh, changes things as far as who they might want to keep and who they might want to let go. Y'all, y'all yeah, it's a tough decision. It's a good point because remember, Lowry didn't play. He got benched. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, I can't be Denver and this guy here that I'm supposed to like sign and give money to can't play in the fourth quarter against Denver. Um, it's, it's a weird spot because for them, it's, because, it's interesting because I don't know. I, I do know this. I don't think they want to be a basketball hell. Right, right, right. I do that because they, they're 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 divorced from the you know the fandom as far as like you know experience and loss of their Rose thing and losing for years. It's all new to them, and pretty sure they probably wouldn't mind uh, starting fresh at some point. You know, building a team, uh, but the fan base is not going for that, right? Hmm. They're not going for that, and I do know they don't want to just make mediocre trade just to hang around to be, uh, you know, to barely get in the playoffs every year. Man, the only way to turn team around, man, you got to, like, either, you know, make some trades and acquire some assets and then trade those picks or whatever or start fresh. I, I just thought, I think I think I don't need a tough spot because Zach is not number one. You don't have a number one. He's not a number one. So it's like, so it's like, do you treat Zach as number one when you build a team going forward? Kind of Kind of don't do that, but you kind of have to because he's there. And I'm he's just, excellent, and he's really, really I, he's awesome. excellent yeah. I love Zach. So I, I'm actually I don't I'm I actually don't know what about what I would do. Hmm. Um, so I is I I think I think that you may not hear any big slashes. I think they're gonna maybe just get rid of some get rid of some of the fat, you know, Felicio, Otto Porter. Yes. I think they're trying to get rid of some of the fat a little bit, and maybe add a guy to. Um, that maybe help out long term, but I don't think you're going to see the big because I, I think they don't want to make a move and, and pay somebody. You know, Drummond maybe not be they get Drummond. He may, I love Drummond, but he may not be around after you know they, they acquire him. Lazo is fine, but he wants much money for what he brings. Um, he don't want to waste money, so they're in a, they're in a good position and a tough position. So I like they say we just got to roll with it <laughs> and, 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 and hope that they know what they're doing, they have a plan. Because Billy said, came aboard, Billy wanted to be part of a building team, pick up the roster, all that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. so uh, hey man, I don't know what you guys feel about that. I, I, do you guys have a strong yeah. sense of what direction you're going to go? I, I, I do think that they're going to try to add to the team. Uh, I, I don't believe they're trading away guys like Thad mm-hmm. um, or even Temple to to make the team worse. I agree with um, that. To, to, what C Dub said about Lonzo, I would pay Lonzo easily the contract that Zach signed last time. Yep. Remember the four year eighty mm, or yep. something like that? I sure I, would. I'd easily give him mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. because people people don't realize how big of an impact player he is. He'd be mm-hmm. that'll be actually that contract would actually be underpaying him probably. He probably <laughs> could get more, a little bit more than mm-hmm. than that. I would imagine. Um, and he's still only 23. He's actually showing that he can improve. He's improved 
since his rookie year every year Correct. he's gotten better so i don't think this i don't think this is like um the the best he's ever going to be right I, i'm not, i'm not saying he's going to be a perennial all-star but i'm saying he i think he can still become better too um but let me ask you guys this so let's say we get into thursday 3 p.m comes around nothing happens what were your thoughts would be at that like they don't do anything I I wouldn't be disappointed because there are moves to always be to be made, especially when you're losing team. Um, because that would that would kind of signal to me either <laughs> you're not creative enough, which is what we complained about from the last regime. You're not creative enough to you know bring players in, make moves, and how it forecast, you know, what's going on in the future, right? And or that you couldn't find any way to improve this team, you know, like at this point, I know you got to do it now, but I, you know, at the trade deadline, the teams that are buying and selling, there has to be something out there for you to, to acquire to help either help the team now or in the future. I can't believe there's no opportunity at all for them not to get better at the trade deadline. There has to be something out there for that. And if, if I don't see anything with that, that's kind of weird to me. It's kind of weird. Something happened. Since it'd be, if nothing happened, that's, that's weird. I, I disagree. I'm completely okay. If they don't do anything, I'm completely okay if they make a trade. Uh, you, you to know I'm all on board this AK Mark Evansley train. <laughs> and I continue to say, you know, let them dudes cook. They in the kitchen. If they see something that we don't see and they're like, yo, okay, we don't want to make this move right now. Fine. I'm cool with it. I'm like, cool. That means they got something else in mind. They have not made a move yet to make me question anything that they want to do. Not one move. They haven't done anything while I say, eh, like everything I'm like yeah that makes basketball logical sense so if they see something and they're like yo we want to wait on this if they're like like you mentioned Celine like if they want to wait on Lonzo and say you know what maybe we'll make a run at him you know after you know the season's over or something like that okay fine like I don't wh- however they want to do it I'm completely on board with them and they have my complete faith and my complete trust about however they want to handle this situation so yeah I'm with it if they don't do nothing I'm, I promise you I'll be quite okay by the way, Slay, I love what you said about Lonzo. Um, three points he's got better at. And that's, that's, that's kind of like what I want Zach real quick. I want Zach to he get better. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Three point percent has got better. Three throw percent has got much better. Uh, you're right. He does have potential. He's growing as a player. But Dave, you know, you know this man. You know they haven't really made a move yet. The front yeah. office. Yeah. Right. That, that's when you get judged. You're all great now. Until you make that one move, and that affects everything you do going forward. Yeah. So yeah. I just want. I want to. I want. <laughs> yeah. You can not do nothing. Okay, it's great, but you know, what's your first move? Don't do it. Don't do it. I trust him. I trust him. It feels like there's too many. Good. I was just saying, it'll be astounding that a new front office takes over and they don't make any changes Mm -hmm. as far as roster. I'm like, yeah, they hired Billy, but the only thing they did is signed Temple and Mm -hmm. drafted their pet. So I'll be pretty surprised. Like, I. I feel like they need to overturn this roster for the most part. Outside of Zach and uh, Pat, they need they need to shake it up. Yeah, I agree with the shake. I, I I'm not saying I disagree with that. I'm saying if they don't do anything, I'm I'm not going to be disappointed or sad or upset or any of that because I'm just going to believe in the vision that they're trying to create. That's it. They they just have my faith. They are, they really do. Even signing Temple. People were, you remember how mad people were. Like, who is their temple? What is he going to do and bring to the team? And then, yeah, Temple turned out to be awesome. You know what I mean? It'd be a great player for this team. 
So just doing those kind of things just allows me to have a little more leeway with uh, trusting them and, you know, what they want to do. So, but you're right. Like, I completely agree. Like, the overhaul needs to happen. Like, we, we see it. We understand what we are playing with. And we understand who's on our team and who should be here and who should go. We get this. I can't wait to get Felicio and Otto Porter Jr. off the team. I can't <laughs> wait to get for that stuff to happen, okay? But I'm patient. And I'm, and I'm just going to trust them. And, yeah, but it's going to be interesting. I, I'll say that. I, it will be interesting going towards the trade deadline. Uh, what we see and what we start hearing. It feels like this is not a trade market that's advantageous to buyers right now mm. because a lot of teams, like like AK was saying like a few weeks back, like everyone thinks that they're in it because of this like playing the game where yeah, like yeah. Th- there's so many teams that are still like hovering around. Even the Bulls are still like, we're, we're yeah. still hovering around. So, I mean, if sure. we buy a player and he's good, we could... I mean, we could get in a playing game. We could even, like, just get a playoff spot outright. So it's going to be really competitive. And yeah. I, I tend to agree with Dave on this one that if they do stand pat, like, even, like, hell, I've even in the past been, like, with, like, Paxson and Foreman, I've understood why they stood pat. Obviously, I mean, it was still funny because, like, the memes are, like, hilarious about it, so I'd make fun yes. of it. But, like, I yeah. would understand it, like, from a practical standpoint. But so it, it's... I don't. I don't think that no move means that they're endorsing what they have. It's just that you still have to find the right move, and I guess we don't really know what the price is that New Orleans wants for Lonzo. I mean, I, I think if it was Lowry for Lonzo straight up, like that would have already happened. I mean, you would have Great to point. think, right? I, I don't point. know, but like, uh, I, I'll, I'll say two things. Uh, one, I think I might have undersold the Andre Drummond rumor only in the sense that not in the sense that I think the Bulls are going to get Drummond, but in the sense that it's almost like a leak of their hand that they don't really believe in Wendell as much as we would want. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, maybe someone would want them to. So maybe mm-hmm. they kind of like Wendell's on the bench. Maybe it's like, oh, you know, get Drummond. He could start. If you could trade Otto Porter for Drummond, Drummond could start. I don't know. And then the other thing is... You mentioned like Zach and Thad are really the top two players on this team who you wouldn't trade. So let me ask you this. If there was a deal that would make the Bulls better right now and it involves trading Kobe White, would you deal. be up for it? <laughs> deal. Deal? Yeah. I'm done. Do it. Deal. Deal. Okay. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I think he was. And your point about yeah, and, and, and get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like, I'll be angry if don't make a move. I'm just, yeah. I just, I'll be surprised that there's nothing you can do to do something. But um, yes, you, you called them idiots. I heard you, Doug. That's what you said. You uh, said they're dumb. They're stupid. <laughs> they're idiots. I heard right, you. Back. Right, back. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. I think we're on board. Like Zach's probably the only player, and of course Pat Williams that they can go. I'm not in love with anybody on this team and I like Zach a lot too. So, mm. but you know, it, it's just, man, I don't know. I like, I like trades in general cause it is fun to see new players. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah. to see the trades go down in NBA in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. But drum, like drum right now is already better. You know, it's better when the car is doing it. And when the car doing it, may not be better. It may not be as good as drum ever. So like, I'll take that in a second. Um, so yeah, I, I can't wait. I want to. I just like to see stuff. Trades, yeah. 
Trades are always interesting. I mean, I remember that one time when the Bulls got Larry Hughes and then like the first person who took a picture with a Larry Hughes jersey thought he was really cool and he like posted it on like social media. So like he was, you know, king for a day. And then <laughs> for an hour, <laughs> he was like, "Yo, I got that Larry Hughes like exclusive." Man. Yeah, I don't got this yet. <laughs> and then, uh, like, you remember that the year oh. that we made the uh, V campaign trade? I remember being on Real GM that day, and mm. like everyone was just like, "I wish the Bulls would make a move. I wish they would just do something." And I'm just sitting here like. I honestly don't think that way because if they just do something, I feel like it's going to be dumb. And then surely like two hours later. <laughs> dumb, dumb, dumb. Yeah. Yep. So it's just like, <laughs> like, I, I don't know, man. Like trades are fun, but man, sometimes it feels like when we really, really want to trade, that's yeah. when like it just drops like a bomb on you. And it's just like, oh, crap. <laughs> I don't want that. Yeah. One. <laughs> is, is there a trade that you guys really walked in to your point? And was there something out there you see besides, besides Lonzo? Is there something creative that you guys have? I it, I, I, the drumming room, room, like, is there a trade out there right now that you see right now? Besides the Lonzo one that you really want to happen? I know some people have bought out, like, Harrison Barnes, um, potentially adding him. Like, he actually is what we need Otto to be. <laughs> so, Barnes would be a uh, great fit. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, maybe you, you hit up, like, it's been up and down with Orlando. Like, they, one week they say they're going to trade Vuk. The other right. week, they're like, no, we're not trading him. Right. I mean, if you can get him somehow, like, um, <laughs> like, I mean, not a big trade, like, throw, throw him Wendell, Larry, Kobe, or I don't know what you would have to do. And then for Vuk and Aaron Gordon, I Deal. don't know. I don't know. I love you. Like that'd be a big trade. And that that puts you that gives you a solid, like, you know, you got two all stars. Mm -hmm. Um, you can build something around. And I know that that's not a contender. I know that, (laughs) but I don't care. Like that's a competitive team, and you can keep Mm. building from there. Yeah. And then you can be like a, a team like the Raptors, at least, where you're constantly building, and then when that guy becomes available, you can strike and, and get that guy then, right? <laughs> yeah. <that> for years. <laughs> but, but that's how it works, though, because those guys are rare, rare in between. There's like five guys in the league that can that can yeah. be that number one, right? That's true. You imagine that. So how hard is it to get that guy, right? So yeah. you can't just keep being like, well, let's keep sucking and hoping <laughs> that, like, the lottery gods just give us that guy. Like everyone, everyone, like, look, Cade Cunningham's gonna, everyone knows that he thinks he's gonna be great. And I'm not saying he won't. I, I, if I, number one pick comes, we get it. Yeah, Cade's that guy I'm taking. But there's a chance, there's a chance that he isn't as good as, yeah. There's yeah. always a chance. No, Mark Janowski told chance. me he was okay. So that's all I needed to hear. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, I'm just saying, I'm like, you know, I, like, there's always a chance. So, yeah. Relying on the draft constantly is not is a crapshoot, right? The yeah. draft is a crapshoot. So that's why I don't want to just yeah. that. That's not how you build contenders. You look Correct. at. I keep talking about this. Look at the top four teams in each conference. Arguably, only one of those teams did it by like tanking, tanking. Yeah, yeah, and that's Philly. Philly. You can yep. argue the Suns, maybe, mm. but they didn't really become good until. Chris Paul got Chris Paul, year, right. That's free agents. Right? Yeah. Right. And right. yeah, Aiton has been kind of a disappointment for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. Um, Booker's been really good, but Booker wasn't a top, you know, what what was he, like a seventh pick, I think? I can't remember where he was. Okay, okay. He wasn't like, you know, like a, a top three pick. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think hmm. the, the Bulls have Pat, who I think has potential. They have a star in Zach. Mm-hmm. They need to start adding actually players that can help them start becoming a good team so they can improve their image around the league as an organization saying, oh, this new this new front office, they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They have this whole, you know, the, the, the environment, the culture is changing, the player development around the league is changing. Yeah, I want to go to Chicago. Yeah. So- so I'm happy to hear this Vucevic thing is actually real. I brought up, I brought up a couple weeks ago. I was like, he's doing nothing in Orlando. Go to the team. Is it, so this is a real thing. Is this a real thing? Is he is he on the market? Is it? Are you? Yeah, yeah. I, I keep hearing like every other week. One week they're like, oh, we're not trading him. Next week's like, oh yeah, well, there's rumors. That usually I mean, means they, it's rumors. <laughs> it's not like verbally like Orlando says right, right. we're not trading. We are trading him. There's always like leaks like. Uh, that he's available, and then the next week there's leaks that he's not available. So I, I have no clue what Orlando's trying to do. Where's he from? Um, like where do you play? Slavic, a lot of the Slavic, of the Slavic uh, countries. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, when I'm telling you, when Marchinowski told me that K was he wasn't super high on him, and he was like, he's okay. I was like, okay, that's all. Really, that's all. I was like, okay, I'm good. I'm, that's what I needed to hear. From him, because I haven't really watched a lot of K. I'm going to watch him, obviously, in the tournament, you know, probably get a better assessment. But you're right, Celine, like people and I'm, Ed, I don't know how you feel about him, but people are just over the moon uh, about about this young man and I, his game. I like him. I definitely think he's going to be good. I like him. But, yo, me personally, I'm just tired of watching young players make mistakes. Like, I mean, even just like mm. this episode, like we've been talking about like confidence and like mistakes and whether people have like swagger and i'm just like man can y'all just put like five grown men on the court and tell them the ball and let's play like I, i'm just ready for that like don't y'all just miss that yeah. just like you don't have to yes yeah like <laughs> like the the 2010 bulls like we weren't talking about yo does keith bogans have confidence issues like yo i mean i know keith bogans isn't that good but i know he's gonna defend and do what he's supposed to do like just right, right. i just want to watch a team that we know their roles. They, they know their role. They know what the coach wants them to do. They can execute. And really, the only things that we're discussing is, all right, how can we get better? And, you know, if they lost the game, then why did they lose that game? We're not talking about, you know, somebody needs a hug. Somebody needs to hang out with somebody else. Somebody needs to practice more. We're just talking about, like, ball. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm just, like, the, the I, I get it, like, there are multiple ways to build a team like, yes, you can tank and create a winner, even though it takes a tremendous amount of luck now more so than ever. And, mm. you know, yes, you can build through the draft like Miami. They got to the finals last year. They didn't tank. I mean, they got uh, like hero out of bio like those players were like late lottery. Picks. So, yeah. 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 So like th- there's so many different ways to build that. Like, it's hard to prioritize one over the other. So, like, I I think the Bulls can generally just get to a point where it's like, all right, improve the talent. And once you get a team that is improving, like, just keep finding ways to, like, be flexible in terms of how you can, you know, acquire different players. Because it's just, like, I, I think at this point we're past the point where we need to be, like, you know, 
exclusively rely on high picks because we have plenty of those right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> plenty. Yeah. And well, yeah, I'll say, you... oh, sorry, go ahead. go ahead. Well, I was gonna say the front office has said that they don't want to, you know, pick anymore uh, high in the draft. So they they missed it. <laughs> they they said that we're we're done picking top seven. They don't want to mm-hmm. do that. So yeah. Uh, and I'll say this too. I think I, uh, there's a, I know there's a lot of fans that want to trade with that and and play those you know the, play the lottery game again and hope that they can get you know Cade, Shugs, Mobley. Um, I feel like. Gar packs have kind of convinced them that that's the only route. Mm. So when I look at this team, you know, for 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 all the Gar packs failures on trades or free agency, what became the excuse? Oh, nobody likes Chicago. Mm-hmm. No, it's because Gar packs sucked at mm. closing the deal. Mm-hmm. That that's what was the problem. Correct. You can keep telling me, oh no, New York is just better than Chicago. Oh, this place is just better than Chicago. No, it's because Garpack just sucked at their jobs. They created environments that you know are questionable culturally, culture-wise. There's always some toxicity within the organizations. Players see that. You know, players hear that. They they're interested. Okay, because the bulls are good. Let's go talk to them. And then you hear start rumors about offices being bugged, uh, <laughs> fighting and fighting constantly with the head coach, uh, forcing players to play while they're injured, mm. uh, things like that, or, or, or just throwing like this constant, you know, things like that happening. So I think if the bulls can really improve, like if AK can really improve the image. He's and Mark Eversley is known to be a player's, uh, guy like knowing how to uh build relationships right mm. they've put in a structure for player development added more uh people coordinators for player development they've added you know a new med head of med medical training or staff or whatever they got a solid coach in billy donovan good guys on the bench like mo cheeks you know create that environment start adding good players Make Chicago attractive again. Mm-hmm. I like that. I mean, that's so well said and, and correct. I mean, like, and even to add to that, you know, they have player development people now. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> there are people to develop players now and to help them get better. Like, yeah, and this is why I so trust uh, AK and Mark Eversley because of what you just said about them around the league and how much players, how much players and teams really like them. Just in general, you know, like how much of a people person Mark Eversley is, even with his time at Nike, you know, before he got to Philly. Um, AK is just always talked about. And Reverend Joe Cowley said it on our show. He said, I've, I haven't spoken to one person that hasn't had glowing things to say about uh, our tourists. He said not one. He said that I haven't heard one. Anybody say, well, I don't know about this guy or this guy might be. He said, no, everybody has glowing remarks and think Chicago is on their way up because of his having him there. So this is why I have all this faith and all this trust in, in those two guys because they have a plan and they've laid it out for us and they haven't, you know, they haven't lied to you. You know, they haven't tried to be sly with you or anything. They've been straight up about it. And when they wanted something, they said, we're going to get that. And Billy Donovan is the first thing I could think of. They were like, Oh, everything fine. They, they stopped their entire process of searching for coaches when Billy Donovan became available, it was like, nope, you. I'm coming to see you. You're the one. I want you. What we got to do to get it done. 
So, yeah, that gives me faith just going forward uh, with this team. Uh, but, Ed, I mean, you you said it perfectly, man. Like, you're tired of seeing, watching kids play. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm tired of feeling like, you know, with the like Sacramento Kings or something. You know what I mean? I'm tired of that feeling. Like, I want to see winning basketball. I yeah. want to see competent basketball all the time. Like, I want to see amazing stuff. And not just from Zach Levine. Uh, I want to see it from my team. You know, you want to just be proud and not just have – not just be out there living on hope the entire time. You know, you want some solid – foundation something you can put your feet on yeah you know and say yeah this is it yeah yup we, we can roll with this let's get it going so yeah i, I completely agree with that but I, I feel that time is coming to an end man just because of the guys that we have i hope so man like because like even this period where it was what have, we've been rebuilding since what uh like 2017 2017 2017 yeah. through 2020 <laughs> man that, i mean it, it ain't long but it, it just it feels that way. And even like yeah. when you go back, like post dynasty, like 99 to 04, like, Ooh. yo, like you can't tell me those years where, like there was a Bulls game on. And you were just like, yo, like <laughs> you really had to question yourself. Like, man, am I really about to sit here and watch uh, Rusty LaRue and, and like, and company like, take shots. yeah, like Cornell David and all this oh. Like, God. are we really about to do this? Like, Bryce Drew. <laughs> yeah, you like, man, there's a good TV show I could be watching right now, but am I really about to watch, like, Marcus Pfizer post up 15 times? And it's just. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. It's just it's stuff he like that. It. Yeah, it's stuff like that where you're just like, man, I, I would rather be watching a team that gets it, they understand, and it's really just a matter of how far is this talent going to take us. Yeah. You know, as opposed to, I don't even know if this guy is a legitimate starter. I don't even know if this guy can guard the point guard position. I don't know if this guy is actually a small forward. Like, mm. just give me a lineup and let's roll. <laughs> yeah. You know, obviously, we're not saying, like, just add whatever, like, old Randall yeah. guy. You know, yeah. obviously, maybe, yeah. you know, we're talking about, like, to, like, long-term deals. Like, no one's saying we, have, we need to go get Al Horford that has a terrible contract, <laughs> even though he'll be a solid player and he'll contribute. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I brought up George Hill in the past, but he has a one-year deal left. This like, the remaining of the season, so he could kind of help this season, but he's not – you're not stuck with him going forward so you still have your flexibility to you know add pieces in the offseason and obviously we're talking about guys like also guys like Lonzo Ball who can contribute to winning but they're young still yeah it's right yeah um but like I said yeah it just it's just about we need to get that mindset out that you know like I always keep saying the the thing that I've been keep that, that I've continually said there's more than one way to skin a cat yeah mm-hmm. absolutely right? and, and we were on Bulls HQ Wednesday after the uh, after the Spurs came back and uh, like smacked us up, and what we were talking about with Mark, Mark made a really good point, and uh, shout out Mark. But when he said that, and uh, and Dave also alluded to this, like Garrett Temple has been a good signing for us, right? Mm-hmm. And if you put Garrett Temple on a contender, Garrett Temple is what like, and I think Mark was saying this, Garrett Temple is what like the eighth or ninth best player on that team. Yeah, maybe 10th. Yeah, maybe 10th. <laughs> On the Bulls, he's a player we legitimately miss. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and, yep. like, even Thad Young. Thad Young is the second best player on this team right now. You put Thad Young on another team, like, are they thinking about starting him right now? I, I don't, right, exactly. I, I don't know. Like, and, and granted, I'm not trying to take away from what Thad is doing because he's been 
awesome, but it just it just shows you like the impact that having players who know their role and know what they can and cannot do and they just know how to ball it it just shows that on a young team that has so many players who in the past like three or four years we've had lineups where we put all these young players on the floor together and they're all making mistakes at the same time. It's like having a group. It's like having an R&B group that doesn't know how to sing. And you put them all in the studio together. And you're like, all right, mm. record this know, track couple, real quick. A couple of platinum ones like that, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yo, but if you put Beyonce in the studio with them, it's like, oh, like, I know this. I know the record could sound like that. <laughs> and then point. you put Great Kelly point. Rowland in there. Like, yo, I didn't know. Like, I didn't know the bridge yeah. could be like that. I didn't know the second right. verse could be hype like that. Great point. And then you point. wrap it up with Michelle Williams. You like, yo, you telling me you could put a bridge after the third verse, <laughs> and it could be done well. <laughs> so it, it, it's just like it shows you the impact of people who just they flat out do this. Their resume says, "I do this." Get mm. those players, and let's see what can happen. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I'll say this: I, I, it was actually me who brought up that Garrett Temple point. I oh, mean, that was I, you. I okay, really my, my fault. <laughs> I rarely make good points. Don't take them away from me. My fault. Hold on. I did too, though. I said the guarantee. He wasn't lying. I did say that now. We got to. I did say that. You did say it. I'm going to say it. But you're right. But you're right. Wednesday, I was the one who made it. You, okay. All right. Yes. Oh, Wednesday. Oh, it's on Wednesday. Okay. Yes. All right. Get that man his flowers, Ed. Get that man his flowers. All right. So, shout out. Like I said, you know, I rarely make good points. Don't take those <laughs> rare moments. Shout out. All right. So, all right. We still, we can still give a shout out to Mark. Shout out Salim oh, as shout well. Out Mark. We shout, shout out, out Dave Mark and C Dub sure. as well. So, like, everyone's contributing to it. Like, if that's a song, we got a lot of writing credits on that one. But <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Grammys going yeah, out. A lot of Grammys. Lot of Grammys but Celine, Celine, the one that's giving the speech for it, though. So, oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yes, sir. <laughs> that, that'd be the, the biggest contribution I could get because I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll say one or two things in the back. <laughs> Singing. You yeah. guys could carry me. Yeah. No, you tell us you you'll know right where the, where where everybody needs to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, no, nah, say this instead of say that. And that and that'll change the entire song. And then it'll be on the radio forever. And then yeah. Then we'll retire. Then we'll retire after one hit. So so let's let's wrap on this. So okay, Thursday is gonna come around. What are what are your official predictions for Thursday? Uh, for draft for for the draft. For trade, trade. I mean, not draft. Trade. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Official prediction. Okay, I'll give you two. I'll I'll give you my hope prediction first. My hope prediction is they trade and get Lonzo Ball here, because there's no nothing more glaring for me on this team than that than getting a point guard. Having Sato out there, and granted, he's been playing well. And you see what he how what impact somebody who can facilitate has on this team. You're watching it. But all every time I watch him, I say, oh my God, I want Lonzo Ball so bad. Because at it comes to a point where it kind of stops. Like it comes to a point where, okay, you've gotten your assist. Now I need you to score. It was kind of like last game when they had to take him out and put Kobe White in. Because you know, you you gotta hit, you gotta score some buckets, you know. I, I shouldn't be shocked when he has 13 points and seven assists. Like, I should be <laughs> kind of expecting that. You know what I mean? So, I'll, there's nothing I think this team needs more than a point guard, especially in the league that, we, you know, they play in. Point guard is so important. So, that's my hope, is they make a trade and they get Lonzo Ball. My prediction, the, the reality prediction is they don't do anything. 
Like, I think they stand pat and they just roll with it only strictly because it's the East. Strictly because I don't think they're in the position they want to panic and make a move or something like that. And they're still in the race for the playoffs. So any move they want to make, look at all the money that's coming off the books, you know, Unless they get Felicio out of here with a trade, which I have no problem with, or they get Otto Porter Jr. out of here with a trade, which I have no problem with. They're going to lose both of those two guys off, off of their books. So that's money right there that they're going to have. Um, as far as like, yeah, that's that's what I see, though. I, I see them kind of standing pat and just rolling with it and seeing if the Bulls can, you know, get in that play-in game and, you know, just just kind of do it that way. Um, but I want Lonzo. Like I'll mm. make that clear. I want Lonzo Ball. Yeah, absolutely. Chris, yeah, how about yourself? I, I'm pretty much the same way, man. Um, the only thing there's so many options out there. I, I can't. I don't know. I have, I have a bold prediction. It says I do want Lonzo on the team. Um, but yeah, I don't. I, I don't know what minor things they could do to really help this team. I mean, they already they already in playoff hunt now. And what you can do is get a minor player just to make sure you get in the playoffs. I mean, I, I don't, they might not just do that. I don't think they're going to do anything unless they really feel like it's, it's going to help them long term. Mm. And that, you know, and I don't think there's a move I could predict to be made to do that. I don't know what that is. I just don't know. I don't understand. So, so like I talked about earlier, they probably won't do anything. Mm. Ed, how about you? I feel like. If it like when we go back to the last like big deal the Bulls made, grant a different regime, but the Otto Porter deal kind of came out of nowhere, right? Like mm-hmm. we weren't nobody was really talking about like the Bulls were going to get Otto Porter or they even front runners for it. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like the highest probability is that nothing happens because the market is not favorable to. There's too many people that want to buy and not enough people that want to sell. Mm-hmm. If something does happen, I think it's a player that we haven't really been talking about who it just it's something that like developed like that day or like over like a day and a half. And everyone in the front office was just kind of mum on it until it like, you know, it actually went down. So I don't know who that player is going to be, but could be someone that like helps. It could be like a, a Garrett Temple thing, like Garrett Temple, another player that, you know. We weren't really talking about they were going to sign Garrett Temple in free agency, and then right. it just kind of happened. So that's what I'm yeah. thinking. I'll say this. So I think the, the Otto Porter deal, actually, I think it was the Bulls had called the Wizards about Otto Porter like maybe like a couple of months before mm. or a month before, and the Wizards like, no, we're not trading him. And then I guess they got to a situation where the cap were just too much of an issue for them. So then they called the Bulls back. I think that's what happened. I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So and th- so, going by that, and I think, I, and and obviously Ed brought up where he, where AK was like, oh, there's teams still in delusion of, uh, thinking they'll make the play-in game. My prediction is one of those teams will, f- Wednesday or Thursday or likely Thursday, we'll be like, okay, man, F, screw it, let's just let's just go and trade one of these guys, and then, then they'll call the Bulls back. And I think a move will happen. I don't know what that move is. Obviously, like Dave, I'm I'm praying and hope. I've been praying and hoping for Lonzo the entire season, <laughs> you know. But I I I think that's like feels like a pipe dream right now, just yeah. because he's so he's playing so well. I like I would be, I mean, unless the rumors are really true that Lonzo just wants out of New Orleans, which 
likely could be because he does want to play in a bigger market. Um, but that's what he's always wanted. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah. And, and like you said, they also have his restricted free agent. So it's like, they can still match any contract in the off season. I mean, he's a really good asset. I mean, he's going to be always tradable. You know, mm-hmm. he's not going to be a guy that that's going to be hard to move down the line. So if I'm the Pelicans, I'm not, I'm not sweating that. Right. But with the, with the bulls with Larry and not to take a shot at Larry, I think that's always going to be a question if you can move him down the line, because he, if you sign him to a certain contract it makes it harder to move Larry, if you're signing him to like a 12 million contract, I think that's movable because that's a solid, decent contract. And you can still move a guy that can, you know, give you some kind of scoring, mm-hmm. but yeah, Lonzo is always going to be movable. So I think we'll see. But like I said, I think the Bulls will make some kind of move. I'll be like, I'll be pretty disappointed, but I'll be surprised if they don't do absolutely anything. I'll be, I, I will be surprised. Like even a tiny move, like flipping Felicia in a second rounder to add, um, add like a, a piece that can help them going forward. I could see something like that happen, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'll be I'll be pretty surprised. But yeah, as we're wrapping up here, guys, uh always love having you, both of you on, man. You guys are like two of our favorite people. Oh, thank you, man. Dude. Out there. You guys I've <laughs> been like OGs in this uh, <laughs> podcasting. You paved the way for all us little guys that have followed you. So <laughs> we love you guys, man. Please uh obviously shout out all your stuff that you guys are working on. Uh, where they can follow you. Obviously, everyone probably that listens to us already follows you, but uh, yeah, uh, let us know. Let us uh, let everyone know uh, about what you're doing. Well, uh, obviously, you can check out our podcast, uh, Bow on Bulls, uh, which Salim has been on. Ed has not been on yet. Uh, actually, you know what? It. Yeah, we need new Ed. Ed I'm ready for next it, man. Guest. Yeah, I'm ready for Ed it. Ed next guest right now. We say Ed's next guest. I was just thinking in my head who's gonna be me- okay. Bet. Ed, let me know. Let me know. Let's <laughs> talk about that. I want to. I want back, yeah. back too. I want back too. Let, let him have his moment, Salim. We can do this again, man. We can do this all. Yeah, we can do this again, man. You know you gonna get yours too. Hey man, I, I want my spot in the tournament of trash. Oh, we got a we, we got a special one coming. I'm just like, you know, we got a special one coming up. And yeah, boy, it's it's a special one. It's a special one coming up. But um, but yes, check out our podcast, Ball on Bulls and Ball. Uh, you can check it out on ballsports.com. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, we are there. Spotify, Apple, Google Play, wherever uh, you listen to podcasts, we're there. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Ball Sports and at Ball Sports One, and we are also on Instagram at Ball Sports. Chris, yes. Also, um, I, uh, people out there, we are on YouTube now. Uh, most of you might know. Let's go to YouTube. YouTube.youtube.com. Uh, search for hashtag Ball, and all our videos will show up there. You know, we have a couple podcasts up there. I'm going to put more podcasts up there on YouTube, and also Dave. You know, with the with the Outcast crew, does a post game. Um, out there, your Bulls guy, and you know we we have the feed live on our YouTube channel, so check us out there too as well. And uh, I think that's about it, Dave. Yes, checks out the Bulls Outcast, uh, Matt and John and myself, uh, talking Bulls after every game. So we'll be doing it tonight, uh, after the Raptors game. Uh, <laughs> like and subscribe, like and subscribe, <laughs> like and subscribe to the YouTube page. <laughs> hey, Ed, who you yep. who you got in the verses, man? You got the Isley Brothers or Earth, Wind, and Fire, and there is only one right answer. Oh man. <laughs> Oh man. Uh 
my look, man, my brain is telling me my brain is telling me Earth went in fire. Well, your brain, I'm gonna say your brain is wrong. And I'm gonna say <laughs> Salim, you've taken his spot. You can now come on. <laughs> Yo, man. This... The answer is whoever did jazz man. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> my my brain's telling me Earth went in fire, but my heart Isley Brothers, man. So I mean that's gonna be a good one, man. Like it's gonna that's, be good. That's yeah, like that's the one where uh like when you go to church on Easter Sunday and then your yep. parents are like, Look, you're not listening to any rap today, but you can listen to <laughs> right. this on a memory. All right, all right. <laughs> we'll roll with that. <laughs> but the uh, yo, the verses uh yesterday, uh Saturday. With oh, Raekwon and Ghost. Oh, oh man. Amazing. That was amazing. Oh, man. Like from beginning to end. They started on time. Yes. <laughs> like they started right on time. There was no like hour waiting for it. It was great. You I mean, all the special guests that came through, you know, they did, you know, deep album cuts from, you know, the only like straight up fans would know. And they did the popular joints and yeah. they even ended it correctly. You know what I'm saying? Like it was. It was all they they had wardrobe changes. <laughs> like it was it was great. Like it was it was so well done and it was so entertaining, man. It was it was it's one of my favorite ones, if not my favorite. Ghost might be like he might be like my favorite personality just because like Bomani Jones, when he tweeted yesterday, he was like, the crazy part about this is that what Ghostface portrays himself as is who he actually is. <laughs> so, like when he was just like when he was talking and like he just randomly said he's like, "Yo, but if you touch my brother Raekwon, I'm at the cut you." Right. <laughs> and he just said that so calm, and he was like, "Yo, let me get a drink." <laughs> right. <laughs> You'll give me a drop a TV <laughs> on your head, son. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, you're yeah. right. Who he says is. Yes. who he is and that's one of the great appeals of the woo is they're they are who we thought they were Shout yes 100 they are who we thought they were it's great it was great it was great yes yep yep, yep. it will yep. be uh it'll be interesting i'm i always tell you guys i don't know a lot about music i i listen to songs and i'm like oh yeah i know this song <laughs> like, <laughs> it's all good, like i'll never know who's yeah. saying what like there's there's few bands and rappers that i like i'll know yeah. who it is for sure but like I just I don't know anything about. Oh, trust me, dude. It's this is <laughs> this is why we all click so well because me and Ed do this and then yeah. Dove and you do that. Like it's the same, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. I can't have this conversation with Dove like that. I, can't. Oh, no, I, I stopped. I stopped keeping up music like about ten years ago, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I just I'll listen to stuff and I'm like. Oh man, I like this, man. This is a nice, this is a nice song. I like yeah. this. Like, oh, this has been out for like 15 years. I didn't know that. What's going on, Papa? What's going on? They would fill me in. Yep. That's my whole job. That's my whole job. Like just to fill out what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that that's a wrap for today's show. Uh don't forget to tune in every Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net Radio Station. If you've missed any previous episodes, you can find us on all major and minor podcast platforms. Please subscribe and rate us a five on Apple Podcasts. And thank you again to Big Dave and C-Dub for joining us and to listeners for tuning in. As always, for Edward Shuler and myself. Until next time, Bulls fans. Peace.